Welcome to Tablets Parsha in Progress, where we talk about the Torah portion of the week and why it matters. I'm Abigail Pogrebin, author of My Jewish Year, 18 Holidays, One Wandering Jew. And I'm Rabbi Dov Linzer, head of Yeshivat Chovevei Torah Rabbinical School. And we're talking Torah together, not just because the Hebrew Bible is so challenging and relevant today, but because we found that this ancient text comes to life in conversation, especially between two people who practice Judaism very differently. Hi, Dove. Hey, Abby. So this week, Dove, we're asking whether human beings can ever be a substitute for God. Just a small, light question. <laughs> small, small question. We're zeroing in on the Parsha at the end of Genesis called Vayechi, which means what? And he lived, which of course refers to Jacob's death. <laughs> because he lived and now he's dying. Correct. Well, he's dead. And tells us, tell us what happens in this part of the story. Well, when Jacob dies, his sons panic that their brother Joseph will still hold a grudge against them because they threw him in a pit and abandoned him for dead. So the brothers want to... Remind Joseph, I did air quotes there. Why? Remind. <laughs> Why the air quotes? Because it seems that uh, they might have been fabricating this, but they are reminding him that Jacob left instructions to forgive them. Right, like you need to know that dad said, this is not our fault, that we right. threw you in a pit and you almost died. Exactly. So I'm going to read the verses. It starts Genesis 50, 15. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, quote, What if Joseph still bears a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrong that we did him? That's the, the pit episode, correct? Yep. So they sent this message to Joseph. Quote, Before his death, your father left this instruction. Your father meaning our father, right? Correct. So shall you say to Joseph, Forgive, I urge you, the offense and guilt of your brothers who treated you so harshly. Therefore, please forgive the offense of the servants of the God of your father. And Joseph was in tears as they spoke to him. So he's moved, Dove, right? Right, he's moved. And his brothers went to him themselves. They flung themselves before him. Mm-hmm. When, when, when people fling themselves, they're often like prostrated with... Showing their subject to him, that they see themselves as in his uh, their power. Their contrition. Right, also, yes. And they said, we are prepared to be your slaves. But Joseph said to them, have no fear. Am I a substitute for God? Besides, although you intended me harm, God intended it for good, so as to bring about the present result, the survival of many people. So let's just unpack that. The present result, the survival of many people, meaning that Joseph saved people, the population, from a famine. Can you explain? Right. Well, the brothers wanted to initially kill Joseph, and then they cast him in the pit and sold him. Uh, But ultimately, it led to something good. Joseph went down to Egypt. He started interpreting dreams, came to the notice of Pharaoh. Pharaoh hired him. Pharaoh hired him. He became a viceroy. The dream said that there was going to be a famine. He arranged it so that all the wheat would be stored. And not only did he leave to the, that lead to the survival of all of the people in Egypt, it led to the survival of Jacob and the entire Jewish family. So when the quote is, and it, could, it was good, it was, uh, God intended it for good, the throwing in the ditch, the attack that they did, uh, the disregard for their brother's life ultimately was part of a greater plan. Right. It was all part of what, how God wanted to save them in a time of famine. So when Joseph says he's not a substitute for God, he means he's not in a position to forgive his brothers or not to forgive them. Right, and it also means that he's not in a position to exact punishment for God. But it seems to me that he was a surrogate for God. 
or essentially he was God's instrument because everything that happened to him, everything that happened to Joseph was God's design. Joseph was harmed, he survived, he read dreams, he got close to power because of his gift for reading Pharaoh's dreams, and he ultimately saves this population from starvation. So that ultimately sounds like he was a surrogate for God. He was doing kind of God's implementation. Um, How is Joseph yeah. not a surrogate for God? He's basically executing God's blueprint. Because he is saying that it was all God's guiding hand, but he did not see himself in God's position to be making the types of choices that God would make. He didn't abrog- he didn't sort of uh, you know accept upon himself the, the 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 rights and privileges that God has or the hubris of the it. Hub- exactly. So he's saying, I'm not a replacement for God. I am I am God's instrument, essentially. I'm, exactly. But I think the line between those two is a pretty thin one, and it's easy to cross over without realizing you're doing it. I mean, first of all, I would say, is this really a good thing when he answered and said, I'm not in God's place? I mean, if somebody does something bad, should we say you're forgiven because ultimately I see it as God's plan? What happens to human responsibility? And I also think that exactly that question that you were raising, if we see God is operating through us, then we can see that we are acting for God, and that can legitimate doing horrific things. Well, that's why I'm struggling with the idea that God, that this is the way God works in the world, that essentially this story tells us that God has a master chessboard and we are pawns in it, or we're playing roles we don't even know we're playing in order to get to a desired result. And sometimes that involves us suffering along the way, but that it's not for us to know or to question or control, which means, as you said, it's also not our fault what happens because someone else's hands are on the controls. Right. And so, and besides that it sort of frees us or others from responsibility, um, I see that there's another problem with the way that Joseph responded because he didn't really allay his, uh, his brother's fears and anxieties. What his brothers wanted him to say was, don't worry, I forgive you. And instead, what he winds up saying is, I'm not in God's place to judge you for this horrific thing that you did, but who am I to judge? And that does not really, the forgiveness that they were looking for. It's kind of like my, my late Jewish grandma, Esther, who used to say, who am I to judge? How rarely you visit me. I'm not God. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the final question I'd pose is, should we see ourselves as being in a position to forgive? the way Joseph forgives his brothers. Like, do we have the right, ultimately, well, to Joseph absolve doesn't forgive each other? His brothers. <laughs> well, I think that's the problem. The problem is, is that he's saying, I'm not here to judge what you've done. Is that exactly the same as saying, I forgive you? Well, for, he for, does forgive them in the sense that he doesn't punish them. Right. He chooses, yes, okay. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong, but it doesn't, but it, I, I, as, I don't think it's the forgiveness they were looking for. They're not... He, People deep down know that they've done wrong and want to be told that they're forgiven. To say, I'm not holding you responsible for your actions, which is what Joseph said, is not the same as forgiveness. He's not going to act out of, out of revenge, but I still would not call this forgiveness. Well, that sort of throws me back to Yom Kippur, when we are directed I, I, in a way that I think is, is profound and pr- particularly challenging to seek absolution from each other. That if I have harmed you, Dove, I owe you an apology face-to-face. That's not um, um, atonement that I'm going to seek from God. I have to seek it from you. And is that not operating here on some level? Well, it's what they were looking for, but I question whether he gave it to them. But what I see here also, in addition to that, is that 
there is a positive for us in terms of our own personal religious lives. If we can actually like try to see God operating through us and God operating through other people, then we'll see God more in this world. And there's a real power in seeing God present in our lives. I know, you know, Christians, I think this is very much part of their religious view and their discourse. I don't think as much for Jews. And, um, you know, it can lead actually to being kinder to others if we think that, you know, it's all part of God's plan. So there definitely is something very positive about this. And what I want to caution against is when we impose it on other people. Like there's this horrific line people say when somebody has, God forbid, suffered a tragedy, which is, oh, don't worry, it's all part of God's plan. God never gives us anything that we can't handle. And if a person really feels that, that can be very comforting. But if a person isn't feeling that, saying that can be very painful. So we should never impose that perspective on others. Maybe that's just a kind of an, an internal uh, sense of, of reassurance that there, there's a greater plan here. And if I'm suffering now, it's to a greater end later. Right. And if you can believe that, that's great. But please don't tell other people that's why they're suffering. <laughs> and I would also say don't tell other people you're not responsible for your actions. Um, because they are. Because people are responsible that's for That's good rabbinic actions. advice, Dov. Let's leave it on that note. Shabbat shalom. <laughs> Shabbat shalom. We hope you'll join us next time for Parsha in Progress. I'm Abby Pogravin. And I'm Dov Linzer. Nice to talk to you, Dov. Nice talking, Abby. Parsha in Progress is written and hosted by Rabbi Dove Linzer and Abigail Pogrebin. It's produced by Shira Talishkin and edited by Sophia Steiner Evoy. The show is executive produced by Josh Cross, Jacob Siegel, and Tablet Magazine. Mm-hmm.